it's an opportunity for you to say, look at what she's doing today. Look at what he's doing. Look at what they're doing over there. Oh, so much good is happening. And the course multiplier of all of us banding together and celebrating each other is really the collective power, the collective good of what's happening with the Pink Sox movement. Welcome to the Redox Podcast. I'm your host, Nico Skivaski, co-founder and president of Redox, where we are on a mission to make healthcare data useful and in turn, enable the frictionless adoption of technology in healthcare. The Redox Podcast explores the intersection between healthcare and technology. How is tech making a difference? What are the barriers to adoption and how are they being overcome? We talk to some of our industry's brightest minds, up-and-coming technologists and health tech legends that have paved the way for what's to come. One thing is certain, healthcare will change dramatically over the coming years. My hope is that you'll leave these conversations with a bit more context, along with a jolt of optimism to continue working for a better healthcare. With that in mind, I welcome you to the Redox Podcast. If you've been to a health tech conference in the last five years, you've likely seen people wearing pink socks with mustaches on them. Well, this movement began somewhat accidentally at the HIMSS conference in 2015. Pink Socks Life describes itself as a community of over 100,000 happy, smiley people who are united in changing the world from the ground up with heartspeak, hugs, and gifting. As we get ready for HIMSS next week in Orlando, I am super psyched to talk to the founders of Pink Socks, Nick Atkins and Andrew Richards. Nick, let's start with you. Where did this idea come from? So this really happened accidentally. We had no idea this was going to become a thing. So five years ago in Chicago, April of 2015 at the HIMSS conference that year, Andrew and I came rolling up into the conference with our little backpacks full of pink socks and started giving away pink socks. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We're giving them away and everyone kept asking us, well, what company is this? So what's the product or order? And we just said, it's for fun. It's so we can have a conversation and to see that smile on your face and have a genuine human connection. And we thought that would be it. You know, it was just uh, something we thought we could do where these two crazy guys come from Portland at a new startup, trying to make a dent into the, the craziness that is Hims. We thought that was it. We gave away 100 pairs of socks. We made a lot of great friends. We got a lot of hugs. And from there, it kind of went off the rails, didn't it, Nick? <laughs> yeah, it did. The most important thing that you just said is we made some really good connections that very first time and made some new friends, friends who are still friends today, five years later. And we've gotten to develop those friendships beyond work relationships. And to watch those kind of friendships grow over the years has been one of the most rewarding things about the whole movement. Also, if we fast forward to today, we started with 100 pairs. Nick, what are we at now? How many have we given away around the world? There's really no true accounting on this thing that people say, well, how many people are in the Pink Sox movement? And our conservative number is somewhere north of 100,000. It's literally all around the world. It, it is a global movement. I think one of the, the reasons for its success and something that I want to call out is that this was never about promotion of any company or or anything other than really the the fun and connections that it brings. Uh, and I think that's a, one of the big reasons why people can get behind it so easily. You said that you had a new company, you're going to Hims. The inclination for most people would be to promote your company, but instead you gave away pink socks for fun. What was that about? And yeah, in retrospect, maybe we should have given away business cards. Um, but yeah, it, from the very beginning and to today, and it always will be, it's never about any one company, brand, logo, person, you know, now that it's a nonprofit, our mission as a nonprofit is to support other nonprofits. So it's always about a celebration of what other people are doing, you know, this collective force of good that can happen around the world when you start celebrating each other and giving each other a stage to to be seen. Nico, there's so much 
opportunity, especially on social media, for people to say, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. The Pink Fox movement, as you well know, is an opportunity to celebrate someone besides yourself. It's an opportunity for you to say, look at what she's doing today. Look at what he's doing. Look at what they're doing over there on their side of the world. Look at what, oh, so much good is happening. And the collective force of that, the force multiplier of all of us banding together and celebrating each other is really the collective power, the collective good of what what's happening with the Pink Sox movement. And you're right. There's a lot of things that, that make this thing magical, but one of the key components of the magic for Pink Sox is that it is a paradox. It's a movement that's made of multiple missions, and that really has allowed us to grow and to continue to thrive and multiply globally. I was going to throw in too that there's a there's an element to it that yes at the high level the ability to see what other people are doing and and make this global impact is vitally important it's something that's missing from the world but what that all comes from is those unique human connections that the socks create that you see somebody wearing the pink socks and they look and they smile and if they have a pair or they have a pin or they have a scrunchie or they have anything that somebody in the tribe had created they get it but if they don't they always look at people and go why do you have those crazy socks on and you know as as a guy wearing bright pink socks with mustaches in a business environment leads to some funny looks and those always lead to the best conversations and this human connection that that's missing so at a one to one human to human moment. This gives us something that so many people are lacking. And I was just talking with with a friend of ours uh, the other day about this, actually, and he framed it in a different way that I hadn't even thought of until recently, in that years and years and years ago, before everybody had their own YouTube channel, and before everyone had curated Spotify selections driven by bots and AI and all of that, we all had the same four TV channels and the same handful of terrestrial radio stations. As a culture, we all had access to the same stuff and we all watched and heard the same things. We all had that shared cultural narrative. We all could talk and connect with each other. Now, fast forward to today, everybody has their personalized narrative that's just for them, that's been curated by the technology we've created. It's gradually happened over the years. So when you see somebody, there's very little now that we can connect over that you know they have seen or you know that they have shared. But Pink Socks brings us back to that, where we're able to go, hey, you have socks on, which means somebody at some point in their life, crossed paths with them and told them their story. And together they shared a moment of empathy and connection. And when you see that, you know, I can share that with that person too. And so we go back to that cultural connection where everybody has some kind of base shared experience. And I think we're yearning for that. And that's part of the reason I think this has taken off so much. The pink socks are really a visual cue to say that you're part of something bigger than yourself. And it's not only just pairs of socks now. I mean, the, the whole thing is built around the gifting ethos that once upon a time, somebody gave you some pink socks. People are in the tribe now. I mean, they've sourced all kinds of really cool stuff, whether it's scarves or hair scrunchies, rings, earrings, necklaces, ties, pocket squares, cupcakes, cookies, fingernail painting, tattoos. It's just this visual cue from across the way that you can connect with. Are, are there really tattoos? Does, does someone have a pink sock tattoo? Uh, what do you say, Nick? <laughs> As a matter of fact, that's a yes. If you get on Twitter, search the hashtag pink socks, hashtag ink, you'll find that. It, it soaked through the sock and it just didn't rub off, did it, Nick? It just, just kind of stayed there. But, you know, it's it's funny. We the, we look at the, the demographics of the tribe around the world. You know, it's a pretty even split of men and women 
there seems to be um, a disproportionate amount of, of men that go to a lot of these conferences. And unfortunately, the panels and the speakers at these things, it's usually too many men and not enough voices of the women in STEM who are some of the best leaders that we have. Some of the pushback, you know, we hear every once in a while is, well, hey, you know, this, this thing looks like it's pink socks is for men. You know, we see all these men in suits jumping in these pink socks to be part of this tribe. The funny thing is, is these pink socks, they're really women's socks. <laughs> so, so the first ones that we were getting that first year, you know, even even on the label, they said women's socks. And then after we started giving away more and, you know, buying them thousands at a time, uh, we changed the label to say unisex. And then we dropped that off the label altogether when we went to the new label in 2017, which is has the new design of the socks with the puzzle piece and the mustaches to represent the power of connection around the world. Pink socks connecting people all around the world. But, you know, the funny thing is the socks originally were women's socks. Um, so... <laughs> But yeah, but now we have we have all kinds of, of pink sock stuff that I mean, Julie Reister um, from Ascension is in the tribe and she gifted a bunch of luggage tags, pink socks, luggage tags which are nice. And I think we're probably going to see a lot of people come rolling in to hymns with their luggage with those pink socks life luggage tags. So it's again, it's just, you know, the fun things that the tribe can come up with to gift to each other and it's fun to watch that. I mean, gifting is always fun. It's fun to give away a gift and it's fun to receive a gift. So that doesn't really get old. Um, but you know, it's, they're not really swag. You don't see pink socks given away at a, at a, at a, at a reception or at a, you know, when you register, you don't get a swag bag full of stuff. There's no pink socks in that. They're always they're not an award. They're not a reward. You don't have to earn them. They're always a gift. They're this thing that, you know, once upon a time, I met this really cool guy named Nico at a conference in San Francisco. And he was wearing these fun, crazy, funky pink socks. And he reached in his bag and he gave me a pair and created a smile. And every time I wear mine, I, I keep creating that smile, which is the gift that keeps on giving. And, and you know, Nico, I mean, the time you know, when you wear your socks and it's not just at conferences, it could be every day, just where you're on the bark or you're on the train or you're standing in line at the post office or the grocery store, those moments to connect with someone who sees them, that's, that's the magic. You know, that's the universe giving you an opportunity to have an authentic connection with someone every single time that you wear them. And, you know, we're, we're swimming in connectivity today. We're, we're drowning in it. And, you know, but there's a difference between connectivity and connection what the pink socks do is they allow you, it can be a catalyst for you to have an authentic connection with someone each time you wear them. As Andrew said, everyone is craving connection. It's hardwired in our DNA as, as humans that, that we want to connect with other people. So all you have to do is say yes. Can you talk a little bit about what is the connection uh, between the pink socks movement and Burning Man? Uh, I know that that's, that's been written about and you've, you've talked about that in the past. Uh, just describe that a little bit. At Burning Man, the city survives roughly 80,000 people now at this point in the desert, Nevada, for one week every year. The city survives by everyone basically signing off on a social contract of 10 principles so that the thing doesn't implode on itself and it doesn't go all Lord of the Flies while you're out there that week. 10 principles, one of the principles, which is gifting. And so everything is decommodified out there. There's no brands, there's no logos, there's no corporate sponsorships, there's no money. It's all built on a gifting ethos where 
people give things to each other and it's not a bartering system. I mean, like when we talk about giving a gift here, like if someone gives you a gift, you almost have this automatic response, this, this knee jerk reaction that says, Oh, there's, I've got to give you something back. There has to be some quid pro quo. True gifting is you just saying yes to my gift. You accept my gift. That's your gift back to me is you saying yes to my gift. When I give somebody their pink socks, I say, every time you wear these, you're going to make someone smile just like you're smiling right now. And I can see your smile in my mind right now, Nico, because I remember exactly what it looks like every time I see you. And that's the gift that keeps on giving is those smiles that you're going to create every time. And so, yeah, that's, that's really the only Burning Man connection around this thing is um, based on this gifting ethos. And when Andrew and I were in the startup, you know, it's all startups have to do. We go around and ask people for money. <laughs> and we were in San Francisco on one of our mini trips down to the Bay Area to pitch to some VC firms. And I was wearing some fun, crazy socks. And Andrew and I were out one morning before we got going, sitting by the pool, having coffee. And there was an an older couple that were visiting from Israel that we met and were visiting with and having coffee that morning. And the man's name was Shlomo, older gentleman, probably in his, he's probably in his seventies, the nicest people, really just infectious smile and energy. And he loved these socks I had on. And it's just as fate would have it, I had a brand new pair of those socks with me and gifted some socks to Shlomo and just had this warm, fuzzy feeling that that gifting brings. And just thought, wow, you know, you know, next month when we go to Hymns in Chicago, we, you know, why don't just get a bunch of socks and give them away and just see if we can do gifting at scale, you know, create some fun smiles and, and we'll play on Twitter while we're there. And, but yeah, we had no idea it would, it would become a thing. Yeah, we never knew we would have to be, we'd have to learn about sourcing textile manufacturing and shipping and importing. We didn't, you know, get into our careers to, to do that and let alone get into a nonprofit to do that. But at the same time, we, we absolutely love it. And there's it's just too many human connections that have come out of this. And, you know, it's like the people we meet, I say that I always keep a handful of pairs in my bag, in my go bag anytime I go on a trip, because I always give pairs away on airplanes and trains, because I always end up sitting next to somebody. And, you know, Nico, I'm sure you know this as well. Like you ride on a train or you're on an aircraft and somebody sees those socks and like, okay, what is up with those socks? And, you, and you're stuck next to this person for a trip. And that becomes a really fun conversation. And then by the time you get off that aircraft or that, that train, you have a new friend. And it's always fun to pull, in your well, pull into your bag at the last second and go, oh, by the way, I have something for you. And you just hand it to them. It's just like mind blown, the big hug. Everyone like laughs and smiles. And you know that going forward, they're always going to talk about that time. They sat next to this really cool person on this random trip. And they're going to tell their friends. And you start thinking of the scale. You caused one person to smile and that person's going to tell five more people and they're all going to smile. And that just keeps building and building and building. So while we think there might be maybe a hundred thousand people in the tribe, the, the amount of people that have been impacted by this could be exponential. We help host events. Uh, we do our meetups at conferences all over the place, but other people do their own meetups. Like Nick and I aren't at all of them. There's just, this is too big for us to be, have our hands on everything. And that's by design. We don't want to manage this. This is just let everyone do their thing. We're able to point this as a force for good. I mean, there's, there's plenty of stories about it now, about what we did in, in El Paso, Texas at an elementary school down there. We shipped down about 1400 pairs of socks and more or less taught an entire school. Uh, well, I wouldn't say taught because they already were 
forward thinking enough to have empathy as part of their curriculum, but we, we enhanced what they were doing by gifting an entire school. Uh, isn't it the largest, I think it's the largest elementary school in Texas, Nick, or something like that, about that size and gifted 1400 pairs of socks to the entire school. All the students had them. They got to have that gifting moment, that experience. And to see that on kids' faces, that we could make that impact and just letting that grow and scale. And you think about how that's going to impact their lives as they grow up. And those are the kinds of things we like doing. That's the elementary school. And so that had such a great impact. And they continue to wear their socks every Monday. So the school principals instructed teachers and all the students to every Monday to wear their pink socks back to school. And the teachers have time slot in each of their classes where they have a kindness curriculum on Monday that they reinforce and go over with the kids. Um, and so the, the middle school principal saw it and has reached out to us and has invited us to come to the middle school that those kids are going to feed into. So we're going back to El Paso in April to watch the middle schoolers gift each other their pink socks. It's just amazing. We have five other schools around the country that reach out to us just by seeing it organically. We're not trying to go out and, and market this because we already can't keep up with the demand of people that want to gift pink socks. Last year, we, we formed a nonprofit and Happy Smiley Kids and Pink Socks happens because of there's some really awesome people who are donating to spread that love and kindness to make that magic happen. So you know, pinksocks.life is, is the website. There's a donation button on there. It's very easy to donate to us. Um, we also have a Venmo account at Pink Socks. We use PayPal on the website, credit card, Venmo us at Pink Socks, whatever's the easiest. But these things don't just, they don't just happen. You know, it's, it's a, there's a lot of work that goes into this, whether it's Andrew or me or people that are on our board, people in the tribe that spend a lot of love on making this happen. And, you know, it's people like you, Nico, a lot of folks are, are founders and they're consumed with growing a business and watching that succeed and grow. It's, it's nice to have so many people that are full of, of love and kindness and full of energy and passion about making change in the world and doing good things and kind of moving away from legacy thinking and the status quo and really trying to, to be a force for good. And a lot of those people are in pink socks and we're grateful for the donors that help to spread that magic and to keep it going. As you described, this started in the healthcare technology space at, at HIMSS five years ago, but it, it's really grown beyond that to impact well beyond our sector into education and, and really just a, about connecting humans. And, and I, I love that this nonprofit, right, is, is around supporting other causes around the world. Can, can you share some examples of, of these causes that you've supported and how contributing or being a part of the Pink Sock Tribe helps with that? Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I just got back from Phoenix yesterday. It was Phoenix Startup Week. A um, bunch of happy founders in Phoenix, and most of which were not in the healthcare sector. So um, it is nice to be outside of the healthcare fence every once in a while. Um, specifically, our mission as a nonprofit is to support other nonprofits that are also spreading kindness and some of the groups that we, we help give voice to. We typically like to find smaller organizations versus like, you know, the national organizations. Yeah. Everybody's already heard of the American Cancer Society. You know, they don't really need help in, in promoting and getting, you know, driving awareness for, for the awesome things they're doing. So we try to find smaller local groups that really you've never heard of probably unless you're in their community, but that can benefit from more people knowing about the good they're doing. And they typically come to us from 
somebody in the tribe gifts them some socks. And then now all of a sudden you start seeing these people with their pink socks go by and social media. And then the tribe kind of starts circling around them and promoting them and celebrating and say, Hey, it's good to see you. You're doing great things. And now, so now you've got a company that no one's ever heard of. Now you've got, you know, millions of impressions out there on, on just you know, pick one channel, Twitter or LinkedIn or, you know, whichever you want to pick that now you've, you've gone from, you know, basic obscurity to, Hey, there's people around the world that are celebrating the good things you're doing. Some of the, some of the organizations that we work with, and I'll just give you a few. Um, and, and they kind of do different things. There's a organization called first Saturdays in San Diego, which works with homeless people in San Diego, providing, supplies and more importantly su supplies are providing smiles and hugs and going and visiting with these people in in local parks every Saturday every first Saturday of the month to go out and and just visit with folks and say hey it's it's good to see you and you know do you want a hug and just realize that that we're all all humans uh, another group is in in uh, it's called table NC table North Carolina they're feeding hungry children in the Chapel Hill, Carborough area in North Carolina. There's a group in India called Lady Be Well, which is doing breast cancer screening awareness for ladies in India, which is it's kind of a, you know, it seems like a breast cancer screening here. So it's just, of course, everybody in India, it's, it's, it's not, it's not so, uh, It's not so prevalent. It's yeah, it's just so so Lady Be Well goes in and, and you know, basically will do it for free, you know, if they have to, right? So just to make sure that that, that women are being being screened and, and help take care of. Um there's a group four one two food rescue in Pittsburgh that and, and they're growing in other cities, but it's a food rescue program. So as food is a you know, before it hits the expiration date at the grocery store, or maybe there's a surplus at a restaurant, instead of going into the trash, you can log into their app and it'll geolocate where you can go rescue some food and take that food to where it's needed. So it doesn't end up in, in, a, in the trash. People can actually have some, some food. It's good. Uh, there's one that we're, that's our brand new one that we're, that we're going to be celebrating at, at HEMS this year here in a couple of weeks um, that we partnered with. And they're going to try to get as much attention for as we can, especially while we're, we're in Florida. It's called Base Camp. It's Base Camp Children's Cancer Foundation. A small group, you know, again, probably nobody's heard of them unless you're in that local area, but they've been around since the 80s. And they provide meals and movie nights and all kinds of you know teddy bears and stuff to 400 kids and their families that are in cancer treatment at three different hospitals there in the in the Orlando area so um we're gonna you know they've got pink socks <laughs> uh, but yeah it just kind of goes on and on I mean but that's you know we we've we look at it like you know if the the, the movement at this point, like Sandra, you know, over a hundred thousand people. And, you know, when we, when the tribe gets on it in social media, it, it can really, we can really drop millions of impressions. I mean, we think of it as like a stage, you know, so pink socks is, is built a stage. And what we do is we invite bands 
to come play on the stage. You know, if you, if nobody's heard of your band, well, listen, the Pink Sox tribe is built an awesome stage. Get up here and play on it, rock out and let us, everybody hear you and we'll, we'll celebrate and rock with you. And this list keeps growing. I mean, that what, when Nick just laid out is, is just the tip of the iceberg. And as Nick says, every time we go to a new event, um, there's a new meetup, a new, wherever we happen to be, we always look for groups, charities, nonprofits in those spaces that, that could use help. And a lot of them, they're focused on their mission, which is amazing. And they might not have a dedicated social media team out there building awareness because that's really not the top of their priority list, right? Their job is to help the people they're trying to help. And they don't have someone sitting around on Twitter all day or Facebook or Instagram. And, you know, we connect with them and we go, hey, we will help with that. And it's amazing what that can do for a group that, you know, they, they don't have a national presence. They've never wanted one, but being able to go, Hey, we can open up a floodgate here if you'd like. And going all the way back to our effort in El Paso, that was funded by a handful of Pink Sox tribe members that we put out the call. We said, Hey, we want to do this. This is going to be a lot of socks. So we need to fund that. And it, Took us what a few days, Nick, to raise the funds from within the tribe and to to really blow that up, and that's the kind of thing that that we can do, and we we just really want to have more opportunities to do that uh, around the world, and every time we find new people and make new connections and the tribe grows, we keep finding these new opportunities, so it, it's really exciting to to see how this goes and and how it's up. Yeah, I mean, some people that are like, you know, hey, let's I'd like to do this at at my kid's school or, you know, I've, I've, I've got a friend who's going through cancer treatment at, at XYZ cancer center. I would love to bring their treatment team and, you know, all the doctors, nurses, all the technicians, I want everybody to be in pink socks. And then that happens and they call back, you know, a, two days later and they say, you know what, I want to get enough pink socks to go back to the hospital. I want to give everybody that's on the floor pink socks. So all of the other patients, so they come rolling back and now every, you know, the doctors, nurses, all the other patients, the, the moms, dads, family members, you know, they're just gifting everybody the pink socks. So, you know, it's this, we're all in this together mentality and it's, it's, you know, it's just fun to watch. And so it, it tees up opportunities for you to, to gift and to be spreading that kind of kindness to other people. And I mean, <laughs> when are we ever going to say, Hey, we've got too much kindness in the world. Never. Right. So just, just keep doing it. There's for sure an element in, in this, uh, in this tribe's culture around uh, intense inclusion and connection. But if you're not part of the tribe, if you, if you don't have socks and, you know, let, let's say, let's say you're just hearing about this now and you show up at Hims and, um, you see someone with, with pink socks, how should they interact? How, how can they um, start to feel included and start to contribute? I would say just walk up and say hi. If someone has socks, they already get it and they want to talk to you. Yeah, and, and more than likely, they've got pink socks with them to give to you. They probably have them in their bag. And if they don't, they know somebody who does. And, you know, we, we again, we'll have a big meetup. Uh, if you watch on Twitter, we'll be posting about it. And by the way, our meetups are never at the classiest place. They're at the diviest place by design. We like to kind of <laughs> be the opposite of the high-end events you would see at, at a big conference. But there's always going to be socks there. But if 
you see somebody wearing socks if they have the pink socks pin on that somebody like we've got some members in our tribe that make those any of the pink socks uh, content that's been created over the last several years they're they're in and they want you to be into we've been waiting a good friend of ours says here we are we've been waiting for you so this isn't a barrier to entry it's open to all and all you have to do is say hi i saw your socks those are really great and you're in i mean that does and in fact guess what you're already in even if you don't have socks the socks are just a physical representation of what this ethos is but if you think this way you're in and we want you to have the socks or the pins or whatever you want to do to express that. But if you're living and breathing human connection and empathy, you're a part of this. You already are. And so when, so when we say, you know, pink socks pen for you know, people who don't know what that is, it's a little lapel pin or a tie pin. And it's, it's a pink oval with a black handlebar mustache in it. And so if you see that on anyone, you know, cause maybe not, you're not going to always be looking down at their ankles um, and not everyone's going to be wearing a kilt so that you see their socks very easily. If you see someone with a little mustache, lapel pin or tie pin, or if you see someone that has a pink uh, sticker on their badge, on their name badge, and that pink sticker has a black handlebar mustache on it, if you see any of those people tagged up like that, those are people that would love to give you pink socks. All you've got to do is go up and introduce yourself and say, hey, what's your name? What, here's my name. And um, more than likely, they've got some pink socks in their bag and they want to give those to you. A little warning, a little heads up here. Most Pink Socks tribe members are hug friendly. So we're probably going to ask you if you want to hug. So don't be shocked. <laughs> we, always, we always promote consensual hugging. So we like to ask first, but more than likely, these the Pink Socks folks are going to ask you if you'd like to have a hug with your pink sock. <laughs> and, and if you want to go, if you want to go bigger, of course, the website, uh, pinksocks.life, we have a, a you know, gift socks button. And we, we do ship out socks by the dozen. We don't send them out one pair at a time. If you're ordering socks through us, we, we sell them at cost. You know, there, there's no profit to us, of course. And the, the goal there is to send a dozen or more pairs of socks to somebody so that whoever gets those socks can gift them. So we send out one dozen, two dozen crates of socks sometimes. And that's, by the way, that's all driven by, by uh, Nick and myself. We, uh, we order socks by the pallet. And bring them in and then break them all down and ship them out and write handwritten notes and connect with everybody. But if you want just one pair just to be part of this experience, walk up to anybody you see at a conference with what Nick said, any of those kind of identifying markers, and they will have socks for you. And if you can't go to a conference or conferences aren't your thing, or you're not, you know, we're talking about healthcare right now. You're not in healthcare. We'll have other, we have other events outside of the healthcare bubble. But you can get on social media and seriously just throw it out, uh, hashtag pink socks, always plural, always one word, and say, hey, to anybody in the tribe, I could really use a pair of socks. I'm really curious. And guess what? Somebody out there will put a pair of socks in the mail and ship them to you. And that's just the way it works. And this is how it grows and grows and grows. I love it. So Hymns is coming up. This is the five-year anniversary. Anything special planned? Yeah. The Pink Socks Meetup is Tuesday at the Arena Sports Bar. And I think it's 5.30. Is that what time we said, Andrew? Yeah, I think we've got that at 5.30. Yeah. And we'll, get, we'll have that all up on Twitter with all the details and address. We're going to sing happy birthday to ourselves and have little birthday hats and probably have a birthday cake that's got pink socks on it. Yeah. So it's it's quite surprising that it's already five years and how this thing keeps growing. And we're really looking forward to, to celebrating with everybody. And, you know, like Andrew said, it's going to be at a dive bar. We've been at this dive bar before, so we can... We can attest that it is, in fact, a dive bar. 
<laughs> I love it. Well, I will definitely see you there on Tuesday night of hymns. We'll we'll put some links in the in the show notes about where folks can find you. But if you want to sound off on, uh, I, I know you guys are big on social media, and that's a, a huge way where you're communicating with the tribe. So um, once again, just just shout out how people can get in touch with you, how they can find out more about Pink Socks and get involved. Yep, buy socks, donate, meet new people, see all the crazy stories and. Actually, that's a great thing about the the website too. We hadn't mentioned this before is there's a whole blog section and it's not a blog series by Nick and I writing about all the stuff Nick and I do. It's a blog series by people that have socks and have them in their lives and the impact it's had. So there are blog posts from everybody from doctors to engineers to parents to kids to everything in between, not all of it's healthcare, actually only a subset of it's healthcare related. If you want to see how socks have impacted people's lives and this way it's made them see the world in a different way or made new connections really go to the website check out the blog posts and you're gonna you know bring some kleenex uh you're gonna you're gonna have it's a little dusty in there when you read some of those posts but they're from the tribe and if you have a story about how socks impacted your life please send it to us so we can get it up there and share it with the tribe and share it with the world those are the human moments that we don't want to lose that in this huge tribe of people around the world. Everyone's doing these amazing things. There's a lot of these little one-on-one moments that we'd love to share if you want to share them. So please let us know. Um, again, it's all on pinksocks.life and we'd be happy to get that content out there just so people can can hear your story, even if they aren't physically there to, to see it or to get that hug. Let's do this all together. Love it. Well, that's a great place to end. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Redox podcast. And super excited to hang out with you guys at Hems. We'll see you there. Yeah, looking forward to it. Safe travels. Hey, everyone. Nico here again. Another big thank you to Andrew Richards and Nick Adkins for joining us. I know I'll be rocking my socks next week and pumped to connect with the tribe in person at Hems. While you're wandering the floor, come say hi to Redox at booth 6443. And for sure, don't miss our party on Monday night. Details at redoxengine.com slash hymns 20. Tomorrow, we have another very special episode to bring you featuring Regina Holiday, the creator of The Walking Gallery. This, of course, is the story behind all of those suit jackets you'll see at Hymns with a mural painted on the back. Yes, painted a mural on the back of a suit jacket. These are truly beautiful pieces that depict the personal patient stories of the people wearing them. It's far too often in our industry that the patient experience really isn't represented at hymns or other gatherings of healthcare people. So these jackets offer a reminder to put on your patient persona and ensure we're designing a healthcare delivery model with the patient at heart. It's a really touching episode and I can't wait to get it out to all of you next time tomorrow on the Redox podcast. Thank you for listening.